everybody, and welcome to another episode of Literary Porno. And tonight's episode is called The Smartphone of Samuel Pepys. Uh, and it's written by someone named the Ghost of Colston. So here we go. Uh, okay, sorry. Just trying to get my something done. All right. How would a 17th century person react if suddenly confronted with something from the 21st century? This is what happens when a smartphone randomly falls out of the sky and is found by Samuel Pepys. This was a request and it sure was fun to write. Diary entry. 1st September in the year of our Lord 1666. To church, where, God forgive me, I did most of the time gaze on the fine milliner's wife in Finch Church Street, who is at our church today, and so home, whereby a great storm began with thunder and the lightning. I, with great haste to get out of the rain, was struck on the head by a strange object that fell from the heavens, and so back home to my chamber to examine in more detail. What be this curious thing? Samuel Pepys wondered as he held the smartphone in his hand. He'd never in his life seen an object like this before. Where had it come from? He looked at the rear side of the phone, which was shiny and black, with the word Samsung on it. Hmm. I wonder what that word means. It could be Latin. The screen lit up when he ran his finger across it. By all the saints, it's an illuminated manuscript. His quivering finger hovered above one of the icons and accidentally pressed the browser app. However, nothing loaded except a blank page, as no Wi-Fi signal could be located in the year 1666. No internet, check your connection, how unusual. It be the English language, but what are these words I can't understand? Pepys scratched his chin. He pressed more icons, but naturally, nothing requiring an internet connection loaded. And then he pressed the camera icon. Oh! Pepys almost dropped the smartphone in surprise as he saw his own face appear on the screen. Ah! So it's a special kind of looking glass. He exclaimed, examining himself. He tapped the screen and with a click and a flash, Pepys unknowingly took the first selfie ever. What? That light was brighter than a candle. Tapping the screen again, he flipped the camera around and took a photo of his writing desk. For several minutes, he kept glancing at the phone and then the desk. His excitement was growing, but he couldn't understand why. I know I just did something. This thing did something. What did it do? Pebbles was determined to figure it out. He tapped the screen again and took a photo of his armchair. As he turned away from the chair, he noticed the image was still on the screen. Hmm. What trickery is this? It's a most peculiar looking glass. Several photos later, and it finally dawned on him. By the grace of God, unless I am very much mistaken, this is a looking glass that is able to create pictures of anything it sees. Pepper's heart was pounding. Dear God, this is a wonder. It must be a priceless artifact, and it's in my hands. He had intended to take the smartphone to one of the London scholars that he knew but immediately decided against it. Nay, this be too risky a treasure to share with anyone else. 
I'd better lock it away. I'd fetch a king's ransom. He wondered whether to hide it. Uh, what if its original owner was looking for it? Peppa's life might be in danger if anyone knew he had it. Although nobody saw it fall, and I was alone when I found it, he said out loud. What a magnificent creation. I wonder what amazing craftsman could make such a device. And how does it work? Someone with knowledge vastly beyond my own. I really ought to hide it somewhere. He looked down at the stream. It creates pictures of whatever it sees. Peppa's blinked slowly. The biggest, most lecherous grin appeared on his face. It won't hurt to have a little fun with the looking glass before I hide it away, surely. He shoved the phone into the secret pocket inside his jacket and hurried downstairs. He was so excited, he almost tripped going down the wooden stairs. Mary Mercer, the companion and housemaid of Peppa's wife, Elizabeth, was busy polishing the harpsichord. As she bent down, Peppa spotted the perfect opportunity to put the looking glass to good use. Quickly and sneakily, he whipped out the phone and took a photo of her splendid breasts, which were barely contained within her low-cut bodice. Ah, oh, it works, he muttered to himself. How glorious, and now I must explore further. Peppa spent the entire afternoon sneaking around his favorite haunts in London. He stopped for a drink in the Crown Tavern, and pretty serving winch with a massive bosom caught his eye. Out came the looking glass again. Then to a nearby body house, where all manner of debauchery could be observed discreetly. From standing on a barrel in the alleyway and peeking through a small window in the rear bedroom, a much older woman was leading a man young enough to be her grandson toward the bed. The older woman unbuttoned the man's breeches and let them fall to the floor. His hard cock sprang out, almost hitting her in the face. And she gasped as she took his massive balls in her right hand and reached around with the other to grab his now bare earth cheeks, drawing him in closer. Pebbles was almost drooling. How he wished that experienced older woman was sucking his cock. Immediately, he was rock hard. The more he fiddled with the phone's camera, camera app, uh, more wonders were revealed to him. He learned how to zoom in and out. He switched into video mode at first. He feared that the flashing red light was a sign from the devil. I may have damned my soul already, he thought to himself. Despite his concerns, Pebbles continued to experiment. Blessed am I. The looking glass creates pictures that move. Immediately, he began filming the older woman. She took the young man's stiff pole into her hot mouth, sliding the head over her tongue until it came to rest at the back of her throat. She wrapped her lips around the throbbing shaft, enjoying the feel of it in her mouth for a few seconds before beginning the blowjob in earnest. The young man placed his hands on the woman's head and ran his hands through her soft graying hair. Pebbles filmed every second of the wonderful scene. While he adored young women, what he witnessed here proved what he had known for years. Older women were indeed far more experienced. Next, Peppas filmed two women having sex with each other. One was wearing a leather strap-on. They engaged in vaginal and anal penetration. Peppas was mesmerized and orgasmed without even touching his cock. He filmed the whole thing. Thank ye, dear lord. This be the best day of my life, he smiled. Later, Peppas was strolling by the river, Thames when he spotted a carriage pull up beside an alleyway. A well-dressed young woman got out, glanced around, and hitched up her dress. Excellent, 
she's going to piss. Peppa's grin. Reaching for the smartphone yet again, hiding behind a tree, he filmed as the woman squatted down and pissed heavily for a full minute. A full bush, a juicy cunt, and a lot of piss proved too much for Peppa's, and he climaxed a second time. He felt himself spinned in his breeches again, something he did quite regularly and usually went in church. A message flashed up on the smartphone screen. Memory card full. Peppas didn't understand what that meant, but found he was unable to take any more photos and videos. Perhaps I have overused it. I'd better go home. I do hope I can view all the pictures the looking glass has created. It was starting to get dark when Peppas finally arrived back at his house. Mercer was busy lighting the fire when he entered. Oh, good evening to ye, Master Peppas, she said, curtsying and waiting for his wandering hands to find her. Mercer was used to Peppas daily groping, so it came as a shock when he barely acknowledged her and hurried upstairs. Won't ye, ye have tea, sir? she asked. Your wife is home. Hmm. Oh, not now, Mercer. I have important things to do in my chamber. Tell Elizabeth I'll be down later. Peppas rushed into his study and locked the door. He was so excited, not to mention he was hornier than ever before. He lit a candle hurriedly, removed his breeches, and prepared to work the wank of a lifetime. Now, my little Marvel, reveal those pictures to me, he cried, pressing the camera icon. He'd taken over a hundred images and a couple of videos. Oh, what to look at first? I know, I want to see that tavern wench with the huge tits. No, wait. How about the two fine ladies engaging in the pleasures of Sapo? His cock was twitching with delight. Suddenly, the smartphone screen went black. Eh? Peppa said, tapping it. A red battery icon appeared and flashed. The phone's battery needed recharging. Try as he might, Peppa couldn't get it to work. No! He yelled. The frustration of not being able to see those images again was unbearable. Oh, what's ever done? Did I break the looking glass? It was of no use. The phone was completely dead, and there was no way of reviving it. Not in this time period. Hearing his wife coming up the stairs, he quickly locked the phone in his desk drawer and composed himself. In the early hours of the morning, Peppas and his wife were awoken by Mercer knocking on the bedchamber door. There's a fire, sir. Peppas struggled to rouse himself. A fire? That night, by moonlight, Peppas moved his money and valuables into the cellar and carried all his precious goods, his best wine and a good Parmesan cheese, into the garden and buried them. And among those goods was the mysterious looking glass, which he'd had such fun with the day before. The great fire was started in a baker's shop in Pudding Lane in the early hours of 2nd September 1666. Burned down 80% of London with the city walls and left 80,000 people homeless. The Parmesan cheese and the looking glass were never recovered, and who knows? They could still be there, waiting to be found. When Peppas resumed his writing his diary, he sensibly removed all mention of the looking glass deciding it would be best if it were to remain a secret. But for the rest of his life, Peppas dreamed of finding another one. Uh, it was definitely, it was all right, I guess. Uh, definitely going pretty good there for a minute, and it really uh, kind of went south. I mean, the ending sucked. I mean, I don't know. I think you got something. Other than, eh, buried it, and then a big fire. Uh, I guess, uh-oh, make up your own ending. Use your imaginations. 
Um, but, oh, and I'm trying to record this on a different platform. I uh, hope it sounds a little better. Um, I'm kind of experimenting with it, so we'll see if you guys don't like it. Then I will go back to, the, to using the app I was using. But, all right, if you uh, need to get a hold of me, it's uh, um, mdmccabe at mdmccabe5 at gmail.com. And that's mdmccabe5, number five, at gmail.com. And uh, also, there's, I think it's like anchor.fm forward slash literary porno. And maybe slash message or something to message me I don't know but uh, if you guys have anything you want me to read or any comments or critiques or whatever uh, hit me up later on